Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. And we're rolling. And we're off to the races. What's what's going on, buddy? Can I can I just this is a very uh, self-indulgent thing, but I get I'm angry that when I search for my own name on Twitter, not my handle, but like I'll search my last name cuz I'm a psycho. Uh-huh. But yeah. there's a, like there's a Irish horse jockey. I don't know if there's other kind of jockeys. Like hmm, legitimate questions, not racist, yeah. not racist uh-huh. ones, yeah. just literal ones. Um, that uh, that has my last name and uh, horse racing Twitter huge, really. That people jawn off about horse racing on Twitter. I think Twitter is now basically like what Facebook. What like it's just old people, huh? It's just old people bitching, you know. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta That's- get off there, man. I'm getting in fights. You you getting some trouble again this week? What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I think I think I may have lost uh, lost us a fan, so I apologize, Uh-oh. Dave. Our numbers hmm. might be down. But, well, I and let, let, don't go searching for this individual in like that's that's the worst thing. Like if you want to argue with somebody on Twitter and then people jump in, mm-hmm. like I'll be on your side. Like I don't want your help. Yeah, I'm making my own calculated attack, and you're just coming in there. Swinging punches and pissing on stuff. Like, no, I don't need your assistance with what I'm trying to do. You know, yeah. I'm having a volley back and forth with one individual and somebody else comes in like, yeah, let's burn it down. Like, no. Mm-hmm. But some dude's like, man, because, I, you know, I talk about eating the impossible meat and everything. And I just get a tweet like, Kyle, man, don't be putting that Bill Gates food in you, man. It's bad for you. Check it out. And it was just a retweet. So this guy sent me another a tweet from an account that's a week old. It's always trustworthy when there's a Twitter mm-hmm. account that's a week old that has a the Punisher logo as the avatar <laughs> that just says Impossible Meat. Who are the biggest investors? Bill Gates and whichever fucking guy you want to put at the top of the conspiracy pyramid. I forget which one. Mm-hmm. But that was it. There was no... Facts. It was just like, check it out, man. Guess who's investing in impossible meat? Bill Gates. And he wants to control the population. And so I'm just like, man, don't. I was offended because I'm like, do you really think I'm just that dumb? Like you could just alley-oop a rumor over to me and be like, watch yourself. Come on, man. Or or maybe he's just a savvy investor who makes a lot of money. Off investing in innovative ideas. Well, well, this is why I got into it with this guy. I'm like, sure, man. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take insight. Like I said, from a week old Twitter account with a Punisher logo and whose followers mm-hmm. are all. This is what I'm saying. Just do two more fucking clicks on anything you want to get yeah. angry about or pa- just do two more fucking clicks. <laughs> That's all. I'm not saying go crack open dusty old, uh, you know, uh, volumes of ancient law books or what. 
two more clicks. Give it two fucking clicks. Yeah. To see if what, and th- that's why I got unhinged. Because this is the whole spread of misinformation and spread of just paranoid bullshit that now everybody's a conspiracy theorist. Nobody wants to believe in science. Everybody's anti-vax, flat earth, fucking morons. Do two more clicks. Yeah. And this guy got mad at me because I was offended. I'm like, I'm not a fucking idiot, so I'm sorry, but don't send me this bullshit. And I went back and forth with him just being like, what? Like, I was I was mad that somebody thought I would, like, just be the hook, line, and sinker. Oh, shit. Punisher logo? Told, is, says that he's like, well, man, do the research yourself. No, fuck you. If you want me to believe something, come at me with facts. Don't just say, hey, the earth is flat. Go find out for yourself. You go fuck yourself. How about that? That's what you can do. Don't go tell. Oh, I'm just turning into like an AM radio host right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Dave. not going to stop you. It, no, it let, let me it rip, off. buddy. It just pissed me off so much because then the guy's like, well, there's plenty of research done on it. Then why would the first thing you use is a Punisher logo Twitter account? If you want to convince <laughs> something, somebody of something, why not go, hey, here's an in-depth article written Uh from a well-researched standpoint because I'd like you to believe in this thing that I think is facts. No, here's uh, somebody that just showed up a week ago filled with uh, conspiracy theories and don't tread on me stickers all over their page. And (laughs) And then you have the nerve to get mad at me because I'm offended. He's like, well, man, you just made a, my favorite comedian just made me feel like a jerk just because I wanted to share some information. Good. You are a jerk. How about that? Just because you like what I do doesn't mean all of a sudden you can dangle your fucking fandom and from like, oh, my God, I heard a fan. Actually, I'm upset that I attracted someone as dumb as that with my comedy. I want to know what did I do wrong in my comedy that brought that guy to to my Twitter account? And, oh, I just wanted to share information. It wasn't information. That was the whole problem I had. You are Mm -hmm. spreading rumors as if they are facts. And that's the problem with everything. Even us, we sit here and we talk about our bullshit, Dave, and we laugh uh-huh. at it because we know a lot of it's silly and we have fun. But when you sit there like, man, don't watch out. Fine, dude. Guess what? Bill Gates, what did he say? He's, he, he wants to decrease population. No, he wants to decrease population growth. Do you understand the difference? Between dec- yeah. decreasing the population, there's just five people in this room, and I'm going to kill three of them. Uh-huh. Decreasing population growth is that there's five people in this room, and if uh, two of you guys fuck and have a kid, there's going to be six people. And if two more you fuck, now there's going to be seven. There's not enough pe- room in this room to c- have those mm-hmm. people. So guess what's here? It, you know what's here? Uh, birth control. Here's, uh, like he was saying, oh, because oh, th- that was the other conspiracy theory that everybody wants to go nuts about. Is that uh, Bill Gates? He's talking about the the food will help uh, uh, will create uh, will decrease population growth with food because they think he's going to poison everybody with food. No, what they mean is that when you have an impoverished area, 
African country where people are having 10 kids because they think that mm-hmm. maybe only two of them are going to survive. That's why they have mm-hmm. 10 kids. And then maybe they fucking more of them survive than they expected, but they don't have the food to feed those kids. Guess what? If you have enough food to feed two kids and a nice family and there's enough food where like, oh, we don't have to churn out 10 kids because most of them are going to die because we have food sources to support a smaller, more effective family. That's what they mean by that. Stop being fucking idiots and do two fucking clicks and read just a little bit. Just It's like people that have a scratch-off ticket and they scratch off one number and they're like, I won. No, you fucking idiot. You got to scratch off all the numbers to find out if you won or not. Match the, the winning number. Three, okay, I scratched off a one. I don't know where this metaphor is going, but you know what I mean. You, I got you. Oh, God damn it. That, that dude pissed me off, and it pisses me off more when somebody's like, oh, my favorite comedian. Listen, I'm glad you like my comedy. What? Tell me what I did to, uh, think, to make you think I would follow this trail, this shit smear mm-hmm. into, into oh. Oh, I was pissed, dude. I was pissed. <laughs> Too much free time, and I gotta get off Twitter, man. I gotta, I gotta get off Twitter. It's not good. It's just makes me mad. The ignorance has yeah. taken it over. It's like Facebook. I easily got like, don't look at Facebook, mm-hmm. and now Twitter's become the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Hot yeah. start to the cast. Sorry. Oh, that's all right, buddy. My uh, my version of that is you're talking about you getting you engage with someone and then everybody else comes to your aid even though you don't need it. Uh, I do a similar thing, but I do it uh, silently. I just hide in the bushes and then I uh, I defend my buddies. And what I mean is uh, one of my little fun habits is I'm on YouTube a lot and I, I love just going down rabbit holes on YouTube. And every now and then I'll come across. A stand-up video from one of my buddies, whether it be you or any number of my other really funny buddies, and I can't help but uh, take a peek at some of those comments. Oh. And uh, so that's where I come in. If you're going to talk, if you, I don't mind people having an opinion. Oh, this guy's not funny. Well, if that's your opinion. You're probably an idiot because he is funny. But so be it. It's um, our buddy Andy Sanford. Somebody uh, on one of his videos, somebody accused him of stealing jokes. That old, that old accusation. And uh, boy, I, I crack my knuckles and roll up my sleeves when shit like that uh, pops up in the comments. And then I, I, I'm, I'm happy to engage uh, in, in that regard. Like, all right, oh, he's stealing joke. What joke did he steal? Who did he steal it from? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. But um, yeah, just, you know, you're going to talk some old bullshit on, on the YouTube comments of my buddies. You're going to hear from DG Stone 77. <laughs> that's the easiest troll move is to somebody like, this joke's stolen. Because they mm-hmm. know that gets, they know that get that, that'll get people. We'll YouTube show you work, comments, idiot. YouTube comments are another world. I'm like, I'm not Ugh. even gonna like. Yeah. Again, and, and, and my own mistake, like, oh, oh, why, why, too, such juvenile shit to be bothered. Yeah. Uh, by, uh, it, I, the YouTube. Thing, well, I, I I sent you that. Somebody sent me this documentary, and I didn't take offense because somebody's like. Hey, here's the thing to check out. Not like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the truth, man. It's like, hey, you guys like conspiracy stuff? Here's conspiracy stuff. And it was, uh, what was it, Out from the Shadows or some other uh, completely generic name for a <laughs> YouTube conspiracy movie? 
<laughs> and so I, I looked up the link, and I, the first thing I did is I went to I, I just looked at the comments because I'm like I'm not going to watch a movie on my phone, but I, let me go see what people are saying in the comments. They're like, eleven million views, man, and this isn't even trending on YouTube. This is because they don't want you to see it. I'm like, yeah, that old f- trick. How the fuck am I watching? Watch it before it gets taken down. I'm watching it right now. Mm-hmm. They don't want it trending. They don't want because they don't want. 11 million. It's more than that. Man, if this shit gets out, this is going to be the end. If this, I'm like, oh, these people, let me see what revelations people are coming (laughs) to at this movie. And I watched it and it's, uh, oh boy. I mean, I think I made it about 40 minutes into it. What conspiracies are they, uh, talking about? Oh, it is, it is a fucking old country buffet. Of every, it's a it's it's a it's a fourteen year old goth kid's wet dream of uh, of, oh boy. of conspiracy theories. It start it's it's said from the standpoint of two stuntmen, two Hollywood stuntmen. Mm-hmm. One guy, and it was late last night, and I think I had a good belly laugh at the guy. Like it was like he just said, like, "Hey, improv something about conspiracies," and this guy's like. Man, the stuff I saw, you wouldn't believe it if I told you, and they don't want you to see it because it's unbelievable. But I saw it, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, there's no way this is real. But it was, and you won't believe it. Like, is this a <laughs> is this an ad for a new ride at Six Flags? What the fuck? You just said nothing. You used 19 <laughs> exclamation points to say nothing. You gave me a bread sandwich. There ain't no meat, baby. You gave me a fucking bread sandwich. That whole movie was a goddamn bread sandwich. Because the first guy, it starts, he he was a stuntman, so he was privy to insider knowledge in Hollywood because he was a stuntman. Oh, yeah. And he was Uh around all these celebrities, and he was, you know, but then he had an injury, and he had a bad injury, and he went to physical therapy, and his physical therapist it said, uh, you got negative energy. Can I pray for you? So once his physical therapist prayed for him, he began to see the light. He got, he took the red (laughs) pill because a physical therapist prayed for him. And he's like, Uh well, I, so I started looking up documents, man. I started and like, did you know that like, and it's all about from what, before I, Thank God my body shut down before I could consume more of this dog shit and I <laughs> fell asleep on the couch. Like, man, did you know that the the CIA is involved in Hollywood and that it's like propaganda? Yet, yeah, what well, did yes. Did you never see Bugs Bunny shooting down Japanese planes? Like, yeah, that yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody knew this. Even non-conspiracy theorists are just like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean, why, why is there uh, military ads during sporting events? Why is there fucking mm-hmm. all this Patriot fucking Yahoo troop shit during uh, sport? Yeah, dude, it was like, it was like 101 conspiracy theory shit. But I, because yeah. I read all these comments on YouTube where everybody's like, oh, man. This is going to blow the roof off things. If people really knew the truth and the truth is like, oh, man, look at these movies that glorify uh, soldiers and stuff like, Mm -hmm. yeah, man. Yeah, we all. And he's like, and then did you know 
that Operation Paperclip was a thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah Werner von Braun, thing. help yeah. us get to yeah. space. Yeah, dude. We mm-hmm. all got this one. But yeah. uh, MK Ultra, like our own government, did experiments? Yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah, is that we shocking got, to you? We, that- this was in the first issue of, uh, you know, <laughs> c- c- cons- Conspiracy for Dummies. Yeah. This is in the one. first chapter. Anyway, oh man, hey, well I hope the truth doesn't I hope the truth doesn't come out from the shadows or whatever this piece of shit was called cuz guess what? There's an ex-Hollywood stuntman who's about to if he gets silenced, look out. Look out for well, this. There's another one. It's like a there's whistleblower in a, a <laughs> sea of whistles. I and I'm bad with the words today. I'm sorry. That's all right. There was another one floating around this week that everybody was talking about that I, I didn't watch. Uh, Plandemic. You hear about that one? <clears throat> no, but uh, I guess I guess I can figure out what it's about from the title. Mm-hmm. Is Bill Gates? Did Bill Gates do it? Is this all uh, to stem uh, st- uh, population growth? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't watch it, but uh, a lot of chatter about that one. Uh, I'm assuming it's about the uh, conspiracy. Uh, yeah. It's a hoax that uh, the, the the virus is a hoax meant to make Trump look bad and get him out of office. So, because he needs help with that. Yeah, that guy needs some assistance. Uh, mm-hmm. And looking back, I, well, that's the thing. like again, it's oh, it's if it's to control the population. Why is it only killing old people and babies? Then you want to you want to stop population growth? You 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 take out the most virile members of old people aren't having more kids. Mm-hmm. You take out the most virile members of the society if you want to do that. But no, it was, yeah, it was made in a lab. It was all. They, what? I can't believe. Like conspiracy theories have gone so far the other way. I've just, yeah, I know the government's evil. They fucked this whole thing up. If anything, it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a plot to control finances. Oh, small businesses mm-hmm. are closed. That, that that I'll get behind that one. That it's a yeah. corporate. That's a corporate move to be like, oh, now we buy. You're going to work from home. You're going to buy everything from online retailers. Amazon will continue to grow. That's the one that gets me. Is like, where's okay? Money doesn't vanish. Money's out there. So when people aren't working and the money's in trading hands, where's that money? That money is going somewhere. It's going to the yeah. richest people. Wealth mm-hmm. inequality, very much so. Not a conspiracy. Just facts. That's very real. So that's the one I'd get more creeped out about. Yeah. Anyway, There's a lot of happened, layers to this. Idea. What happened to the fun stuff? What happened when we were fun, Dave? I don't know, man. What else is going on, buddy? What else you been doing with your time this week? Uh, why did I, do? I don't know. I went on a bike ride. I, it's getting it's yep. getting a little bit repetitive. That's all right. You know, as, I, as I, I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We said, this is a question I had. On on Hey Girl for for Matt Bronger and the guests that were on that. Uh-huh. I'll ask you this: What are you doing to stay sexy for the missus? <laughs> what am I doing to stay sexy for the missus? Well, it's so easy uh, to like kind of just let everything go. Yeah, especially because it's like, well, somebody's already with me, so let's all become trash. No, that's that's a good question, and that's that's a good point. To, uh, well, the one thing I'm doing is uh, I'm constantly uh, throwing her new hairdos. I'm uh, 
Grew out, shaved my head a couple months ago. Grew out a pretty gnarly mohawk. I was going to ask just how shaved. that hawk was doing. Uh, it was doing good. I had uh, had some nice growth up there. Really uh, trying to tap into my road warrior animal vibe. Uh, old wrestling reference there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I shaved it back down. I shaved it back down the other day. So now I've got uh, the only thing I, I, that concerns me is uh, I forget that the uh, skinhead look is uh, utilized by people whose uh, whose views I don't necessarily agree with. I, I, I already got a bit of a white supremacist vibe going on just with my with my body language and the beard and my girth. And uh, <clears throat> so it just it just dawned on me the other day. I was like, oh, I hope these hope my neighbors don't think I'm a neo Nazi. <clears throat> oh, I've been I, living I, with I, that look for a long time, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Because I certainly look the part. I saw old John Roy joke about how He's like, he's like, it's unfortunate that the only hairstyle available to me is also celebrated by racists, but I'm stuck with this. I have to have this haircut because I don't want to look like Frazier. <laughs> it's like, it's either, yeah, it's like, it's either this or I look like fucking Frazier. All right. So yeah. this is what I got. Yeah. And I never understood. Uh, God, I was watching some movie the other day. I forgot what it was, but the, um, the male pattern baldness with the uh, MPB, with the, with the extra growth, with you know growing out the parts you, that you can control. Like uh, I, I don't understand that. Like there's like, like tri- trim it down. I've been looking at like you know I watch I, we've discussed it. I'm fascinated with fake hair on guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not in a negative way, but like. Think about how many people go bald and then, oh, everybody in Hollywood, like, all right, you want to go into Hollywood conspiracy theories and, uh-huh. like, uh, you know, who controls what and the cabal or what have you. I just, I always like, oh, man, good fake hair. I'm just, I'm a fan of it. I think, I'm starting to think that, you know, just in the way that, like, if, if anybody who gets plastic surgery and is honest about it, I, then good for you. Yeah. You know, somebody's like, "Yeah, I, you know, I got, I got my boobs done, and they look great." And then they just took all the power away from anybody criticizing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, you feel better because you got that done. You feel better yeah, about yourself." You. Then I used to be like, "Oh man, you got to just like who you are, and who cares?" I'm like, no, if you want to do something to your body, I mean, if I felt that way, I wouldn't have gotten tattoos. But I felt like, "Oh, these are going to make me cooler. I want to be cool." <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, who uh, who has so hair. good fake hair? Everybody. If it's good, you don't know. Yeah, Ted Danson's got fake hair. His looks good. Oh, Ted Danson took his piece off and and Cheers was a big thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he showed that he was like, oh, I'm actually bald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dudes that have just been rocking a piece. <clears throat> But, like, the actual, like, I think the big thing is, like, Hungarian tourism. You go there, it's a big, 
It's a big like 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 how people go to South America for different plastic surgeries. I think dudes go to uh-huh. it's like Hungary or something. They go for hair transplants. Really? They they have yeah. the better methods over there. I don't know if it's better or cheaper or what it is, but so I heard about that. You go like you go away for two weeks, you come back like because I couldn't sneak it in. I'd have, I'd come back with like a full head of hair and be like, yeah, I got hair. <laughs> I wanted hair. I got hair. But why is that? If somebody gets a tattoo, you're like, oh, cool tattoo. Oh, who are you trying mm-hmm. to fool with your hair? Nobody. I'm f- yeah. was bald yesterday. Uh-huh. Now I have hair. So what? I would. I, I don't. I. I can run a brush over the top of my head. Just feels weird right now. Because <laughs> I don't I still you, think you should get a piece. I don't have enough hair on the top of my head to like where it's just thin enough that if I do grow everything long, it's just like real gross and sticks to the top of my head. Like some dudes are bald on top. They got a little bit and there's kind of like, it's like the, the spirit of a pompadour that's up there. Yeah. Like if they're in front of a light, you see right through it, but like in dead on, you kind of see it. Dude, there was uh there was, you, you had a phase about 10 years ago where you were growing out the, uh, the back Oh yeah, it and uh, it, I liked it, dude. It looked good. You look like George Carlin. You had a Carlin thing going on there. Yeah, I mean now Rachel keeps daring me to grow my hair out, but it's like it's not like a dare you could just do. It's like okay, I'll do it, and then you got to wait nine months. <laughs> That's like daring somebody to have a baby. It's like all right, here we go. <laughs> oh man, how's night patrol uh. going? You night patrolling? Night patrolling a lot, dude. Uh, I've added a new, I've added a new repertoire to my, uh, to my arsenal. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, People dude, didn't like the I, ice clanging. Sorry. I yeah, uh, they'll deal with it. I've been living in this apartment for three months, and uh, it just now dawned on me. I don't have, uh, I don't have a front front porch per se, mm-hmm. uh, but we have a stoop. Uh, our building's a quadplex, kind of the typical old school like Brooklyn brownstone setup. Yeah, you know where there's about four or five big stair steps, and then uh, up to a stoop, and then you got the the doors. But I got this nice little stoop, and uh, it just now dawned on me that I could be sitting out on there. I uh, I whipped out the camping chair the other day, and uh, did a little daytime little daytime surveillance, and then the next day Katie bought me a. Uh, a uh, like the classic lawn folding lawn chair, but like twice the size. It's like a it's like a lawn sofa, lawn chair sofa. <laughs> so you just look like a little kid in it. You look like you look like a Lily Tomlin doing her little kids <laughs> little kid sketch. Yeah, it's it's pretty big. Well, Dave's out there um, doing his best Lily Tomlin again. What? <laughs> just you got to see it. What I'm you'll know what I mean when you see him. Oh, but it's I I forgot how much fun it is to sit out on the porch. It's a lot of fun. It's it's one of those simple pleasures that I've been overlooking. And uh yeah, I've been spending a few hours every day just out on the stoop, getting a little vitamin D, listening to some podcasts, watching the neighborhood, uh helping out the neighbors. I've been uh, on parking patrol this week. Parking's real scarce in our neighborhood. People are always playing uh you know, um, musical chairs, trying to get oh, that, that good parking spot. But I've been holding spots for people, and uh, yeah, just I'm, I'm more a part of the community now that I got a, a nice chair and a stoop, so it, it feels good. Old man Stone out there keeping things mm-hmm. uh, yeah. high and tight, Dude, uh, yelling at people to slow down. 
Oh, we're doing that. I, I yelled at a lady mm-hmm. the other night. I was out. Well, because we got we're on the second floor, so we got a little our little balcony that we got. And uh, so I've been out. My thing now. I'm trying to get into a routine, Dave. I'm trying to like morning coffee, sit out there, and read. That's a nice balcony too. I'd I'm be sitting to, out there all the time. It's you know what I didn't appreciate. Rachel did a good job. She got plants out there, and they're like we got hummingbird feeders. Man, I we got binoculars. Well, I got nice. binoculars. But the angle with which, like, man, you just hold them at 45 degrees up, I'm a bird watcher. Straight, <laughs> parallel with the horizon, you're a creep. That's you're it. You're a creep. Like, <laughs> you got to be careful about that. Uh, uh, but, you know, good, good for patrolling. I was out there uh, uh, toking a little weed on my cool Sherlock pipe from Slob the Glass. Nice. Pipe, as I've plugged. Nice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um. Yeah, been get been getting way back into weed, man. Oh, really? What do you I, What do you mean, way back into it? What What are you getting into? Just I I'm just kind of daily now. Yeah, Why just not? at the just at the end of, at, at night at night. Because uh-huh. before, if I was at a show, I would never smoke beforehand and afterhand. No. Afterwards, I'm hanging out at the bar or whatever mm-hmm. on the road. I would have like a vape pen in the room to like, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, but to turn off. The thought process after a show, you're yeah. just your brain's still going, going, going. Yeah, and so I would smoke weed to kind of like land, land the plane. Okay, and now it's just in the evening. I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Watching a movie? Cool. I'm gonna smoke all this weed that I've had stashed here. So good for you, man. Was doing that. Just, I mean, nothing major. Just saw uh, probably you know <clears throat> transient or homeless lady just checking door handles up and down the street. So I was like, get out of here. Really. And her move was to she had a had a phone and got on the phone and was like I was just uh, like loudly doing some theater which good on her because I, I I didn't want to go full you know rat patrol on her and be like I'm calling the cops or nothing like as we discussed homeless people got a, a set of problems we yeah but that doesn't understand. give them a right to break into your car man well I, I'd have that's, no problem taking that's why I was like that. nobody like that's why I was like. You're checking for open. You're being uh, criminally advantageous, is what I would call it. Because I wouldn't say it's definitely a, a B and E if it's if the door handles open. And she wasn't trying to break any windows. She's just checking door handles. Which my car, mm. I, I I forgot to lock my car and I got shit stolen out of it. I'm not saying it's right, but it wasn't mm. worth you know the the umpteenth degree of like. Fucking cops, get over here. There's a light. But I, I yelled at her, and she got on her phone. She's like, I was just, hi, it's me. I was just making sure the cars were locked. So, but yeah. someone thinks I'm doing something. And then, like, walked away. I'm like, I appreciate your defense of of your defensive theater. Like, that that move of, like, oh, um, hello, it's just <laughs> me. Uh, you know, the neighbor who checks to make sure we've locked our car doors. And that's what I was doing, but someone doesn't know that that's what I do, and they're upset with me, so please, I'm uh, just coming home now. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a silly way to get out of it, but... Yeah. But that, that's all yeah. I caught on Night Patrol. What's, uh, what's the vibe up in L.A. now as far as when you go out... Uh, what percentage of people are, are still wearing masks? Uh, everybody's kind of just has it on as the as pageantry. Like they'll put it on if you walk by somebody, they'll put it on. We did a bike ride mm-hmm. yesterday up and down the river path, and some people did, some people didn't. 
Yeah, I'm still seeing saw, a lot. There's a lot of people around here not wearing them anymore. Well, LA, LA, LA just said they're going to do free tests for everybody. Whether you have symptoms hmm. or not, free tests for everybody. Okay. How do you go about getting that test? You, you got to go somewhere? I, I and As much as I just screamed about doing two clicks, I just saw the headline that said uh, a, a governor and I think I don't know, it was Newsom and Garcetti were like, Fuck it, free tests, free tests for everybody. Every uh, reg- registered citizen of Los Angeles, and I think it's just a matter mm-hmm. of being able to check off neighborhoods. Not, I don't know if there's a bigotry based thing about undocumented people, but I think it's a matter of like mm. we can go and check everybody. So I think that's a good thing because that's why oh Trump doesn't want everybody to get tested because that will make the numbers worse, and he doesn't want numbers because yeah. it'll make him look bad. Yeah. If we find out who's sick and how to contain it and how to handle it, he'll look bad if we try to do the right thing. Did you hear... uh, Is there any Trump supporters that listen to this podcast? I don't know why. (laughs) Did you hear uh, Mike Pence's valet tested positive? And uh, I saw something today where just now, just now, two months after all this shit started... Uh, it is now mandatory for people in the West Wing to wear masks. Just now, they're getting around to that. Wouldn't you think they would be the the first to uh, enact some of those policies? To to not that I give a shit about them, but in theory, to protect the president. Don't you think they'd be in the front line of some of these safety uh, habits? Well, yeah. Well, I saw something else like, well, if the president wears a mask, it'll be a sign of weakness. I love. Well, then why do you have bodyguards? Yeah. Why the fuck is the Secret Service there? It'll and show I love weakness. How let him right, take a bullet then. Please let him take a bullet. The right has spun that recently that, you know, now you wear a mask, you're just a sheep. What harm? Why not? Just, I, and we don't have to go too deep into this, but the this do these people really think people aren't dying? Do they think that no one's dying? It's all a hoax? Like, what's the risk? What's the harm in just... Covering your ass and wearing a mask, like, how does that make you a sheep? Uh, I, you know, the same way the left is like, why do you need? Why are you so scared? You need guns. You know, every each side is going to have its argument. That True. here's one which we should go into more. And I, as I say this right now, I need to research it more. But the uh, whoops, I bumped the mic. Sorry, bumping mics with uh, the guy and the other guy. Um, Oh, how yeah. <laughs> how uh, how actually like concealed carry or, or some in California, you know the gun rights people and I you know we've both said we're all right with guns with some stipulations to the idea of having guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had my ass handed to me and things that I've said on other podcasts or in specials about gun control where I've made a made a off the cuff comment and not uh, not done my own research, <clears throat> but. Mm-hmm. About how I think it was, it was the NRA and Ronald Reagan when he was governor of California actually put stricter gun control regulations on the state because it was the Black Panthers that started open carry, mm-hmm. like carrying guns around. They're like, well, we can't have that. So that's why yeah. stricter gun control came in. And now with the fucking guy that was just jogging yeah. and, uh, and got shot, and they're going to do hate. Like, I saw that. Black Panthers are doing the armed patrol in the neighborhood where those guys lived. And it's like, I like exactly. That. And and whoever else, 
had the quote of like, you want to see gun control? I think somebody was like quoting Dave Chappelle saying like one of his bits, like you want to see gun control? Let, you know, have, let every black man in America walk around with an AR-15. You're going to see gun control real quick. Imagine if what happened last week in Michigan at the state capitol. Imagine if those were black guys. Oh, in any case. Well, I've, I, I mean, I've been making a joke for a while. Like, Just gentrify the NRA. Every mm-hmm. marginalized group get an NRA membership right now. Yeah. Every gay, trans, black, every minority group. Join the NRA right now and watch the power dynamic shift from those crotchety old white dudes. And like, oh, I guess we don't like this organization anymore. Watch them bail Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Go in there. Do it legally. Do it legally. Go apply and join. That'd be Uh, beautiful. But yeah, like, oh, yeah, we don't want black people walking around with guns. Like that. That's how gun control happened in California. It's like, ah, again, I as I said before this, I need to do my own research, but. Ooh, as a soundbite, that don't look too good. Uh-oh. Either way, I, I still was like, I, at the beginning of all this, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm thinking about buying a gun. I want to go buy a gun. And then I just didn't want to deal with the lines at the gun shop to yeah. go buy a gun. You know what cuts through line pretty quick? AR-15. Boom! Yeah! Oh, I just blew see up that the one, whole argument. <laughs> you see that one fucking <laughs> doofus? There's a picture of some doofus at Subway with a mm. goddamn bazooka. I think those, there was, I, I mean, think they on. were like fake. I mean, I would hope so. That like just seemed too holding, ridiculous to be no, real. No, somebody else was holding something that was clearly carved out of wood, and I think they were just, I think they were going like purposeful cosplay. Mm-hmm. Like just, like just shock treatment like that's 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 the closest thing like a right-wing uh second amendment guy has to like two dudes kissing in front of the westboro baptist church <laughs> that's the that's the closest they can come up with is a fake rocket launcher to freak out the squares you know oh, oh yeah look at, th- look at this thing <laughs> Oh man, we got ourselves into a corner. We need where's the silliness, Dave? Where's the fun and joy? I forgot I forgot what was I don't know what happened that was fun this week. I didn't make any food. We've just everything that was exciting has now become not boring but routine. Not mm-hmm. in a negative way, but of uh you know, we've been getting our little hello fresh meals. Uh, yeah, how's that going? Again, uh, shit, man, I should be sponsored with how many times I mentioned fucking hello fresh. Yeah, but, uh, it's been good. It's just something to me. They're starting to get now that we're about four weeks into it. It's like, oh, uh, you guys are really loading this up with the with the salt and the butter and the uh, make you feel good bits. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think some of these are like, oh, you're going to make us feel full by all the shit you added to it. But yeah. we did a little little fusion, Asian fusion salmon last night. That was tasty. Ooh, talk to me. What'd you do to it? I you know I was I was dicking around so Rachel made that one so I don't know what went into mm-hmm. it. Every everything we get though chives got all every time chives. Every recipe chives. chives. It, we got chives uh, out the ass over here. It's the utility infielder of of the culinary world. It, it, it goes it goes great with everything. Little and chives, little green onion. You chop the little end off. Chives and green onion are the same. Am I wrong? I feel like ch- they're they're definitely in the same family. I feel like chives are a lot smaller. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's pretty much the same 
flavor profile, but uh, chives, I think, are a, a lot smaller in di- diameter. Everything we get is like dice up the white part of it, put it in mm-hmm. the th- sauce, dice up the green yep. part as a garnish. And then you cut the little Absolutely. end off, put it in a shot glass of water. You're growing chives. You I just got, got ch- you got chives on hand. <laughs> uh, what about entertainment? You been watching anything interesting? What's going on there? Well, that bullshit documentary. I'm going to watch it again tonight. I'm probably going to get fucked uh-huh. up and watch it tonight. It's it was like, and maybe I need to just sit and be a little, take it a little more seriously. But like I said, having read all the comments, like like when. Like, like I legitimately think that there might be something to Corey Feldman's whole, like the the pedophile ring. Yeah, like I, I watched I, that. We talked about like, that. Like, like, oh shit! Sorry, hit the mic. When you're running a thing where like, oh, w- parents willing to just throw their kids into a, you know, a food processor more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if my kid becomes famous, I'll get money. I mean, shitty parents are already out there. Yeah. And then you're going to have a machine that's like, we'll take your kid. Oh, this kid's adorable. We're going to do whatever we want with him. But here's your check. I definitely believe that that can exist here. Because where else is a a nine-year-old of value in the world? Other than well, enter- And other than entertainment. Other than like yeah. mo- in a money making industry, where 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 are children? Where can they be converted into currency or be be their own currency mm-hmm. at that age? Not, I mean, af- darker, not athletics. There's a darker answer to that, but uh, well, no, the whole fuck know, thing. Thailand. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you meant just child actors. <clears throat> no, well, why would a, why would pedophiles gravitate to anywhere where like, oh, here you're going to leave your kid unsupervised? I that uh-huh. that is a conspiracy that seems incredibly plausible. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's nowhere else where like, oh, we need a. You know what? This industry could make millions of dollars with a ten year old. There's mm-hmm. no other industry that's like, oh, we're going to make a ton of money off a 10-year-old. Hollywood is. Well, and it's the same thing like with Weinstein and, and the women. It's the um, – Yeah. Not – you know, I got to be careful how I phrase this, but uh, the risk versus reward, you know, it, like, man, am I willing to put up with a little bit of – am I willing to, to bend my ethics and my morals a little bit if I get something – very desirable in return. Yeah. Well, that's not like that, the, not that that applies to the kids. I mean, the kids aren't wagering their own no, but <laughs> virginity the parents, for a part. But but that, that's that's why. Like I was again, I read these comments, and that's like we got to stop worshiping these celebrities. I'm like, yeah, to, who's worship? Who's still doing that? Like, I mean, yeah, people, that's people are dumb. People but, do that. But that was their whole thing. We got to stop. So it's basic. It was like it was like a, just a, a very thick uh, schmear of common sense is all it was yeah. about how Hollywood is corrupt. Yes, absolutely, it's corrupt. That's mm-hmm. without a doubt. It's a major industry, so it's corrupt. I'm sure anything that generates mm-hmm. that much money globally has corruption to it. Yeah. The the fact that yeah, it was like oh these these celebrities coax. 
They convince you. People are lured to Hollywood for fame and fortune. Yeah, it's a lottery ticket. That's all. It, I mean, we're shit. We're here. We know why, but also we like developed a skill. I would yeah. say developed a skill with stand up comedy and tried to make that skill uh, a, a livable income. Mm-hmm. And where do you get to do that? L.A., New York, show, show business. Yeah. The, we subscribe to the idea of show business. It's slimy, like every other business. Oh, it takes advantage of women. Like, look in the 80s when everything was, like, just, like, talking about, like, the stock stock market drama, how stock market mm-hmm. dudes were just fucking psycho, Ponzi scheme, cokehead, fucking freak show shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I just again I, that document I don't was not a mind blowing revelation that Hollywood has corruption and that celebrities are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, again, man. I, I, I should watch it again and th- because I also last night I watched L.A. Confidential, which is a story about how things were corrupt way back in the fifties. Fictional yeah. tale, but I'm sure mm-hmm. with truthful elements to it. Is that the one with uh, Russell Crowe and Kim Basinger? <clears throat> yeah, about how yeah. the police force was fucked. I mean, again, oh yeah, showbiz is ridiculous. How about cops be like, become a cop and it'll be great. And then there's corruption with power. Anywhere there's power, there's corruption. That's a, just an easy way to just take everything. Yeah. Oh, this group, this consolidated group of people has a lot of power. There's going to be corruption. That's just an easy bet to take anywhere. Which here was a movie about Hollywood and the police department in L.A. at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and I watched I was watching Waco. Oh, yeah. I watched the first couple episodes of that. Really enjoyed it. I got to get back into it. Another good thing about how press and PR, according to that series because you know the whole thing i never knew much about what happened i was like oh guy Uh cult cult leader and then the fbi went in to save women and kids because he's a cult leader and fucking those kids or whatever Uh and they all died and that's that's really all i knew about it i didn't go into it and it was how much that and again like why is that okay why is that series trending on netflix Oh, because everybody's, you know, government conspiracies now, and that one's exciting to watch. I'm mm-hmm. talking too much, Dave. That's all right, buddy. Now that yeah. I enjoyed that show. Did, have you finished it yet? No, nah, I think I'm about episode three. I don't know how many there are. There's not that many of them, right? I'm curious how they uh, portray the the big question in that whole story is who started the fire. Did uh, Koresh set his own building on fire, or did the FBI start that yeah. fire? Because most of those people died from the fire. I think, what, 80-something people um, from his cult? Seven, uh, I don't know. Well, the, so far, the tone of the series is uh, putting a lot of blame on how the FBI handled things mm-hmm. because it happened not long after Ruby Ridge, yeah, which is where the FBI fucked things up. Mm-hmm. Randy Weaver. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and it's it's where people get, conf- uh, you know, you get confused looking at 
how the law should handle things, even though who they're trying to approach, like, wasn't Randy Weaver, what was he? He was kind of just affiliated with white supremacists. Yeah, loosely affiliated, and I think that all started from uh, the illegal purchase of some guns. Yeah, and he's just a guy that wanted to live by himself. But, okay, those, uh, who were the dudes that were like, had the standoff at that ranch? That's the the Bundys? Yeah. Yeah, which we can go back to the other thing. Like, imagine a bunch of black people with guns saying, nah, fuck you, we're not Mm -hmm. coming out. They'd be wiped out. Exactly. Exactly. But going back to, uh, Go back to Waco. Uh, I always found this interesting. Uh, there's a photograph. Um, you know that Waco thing was what, like eight days, ten days, something like that. Well, F- no, 50, whatever 50, it was, fifty days. Fifty days. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm confusing that with something else. So it it was 51. a big long standoff, and so it attracted uh, the general public would show up, yeah, and uh, kind of watch. You know, from outside the. Uh, the police tape or whatever, and uh, there's a photograph, and, and people would set up, uh, right-wing people would set up, it'd be like a right-wing farmer's market out there. People setting up tables with stickers and books and shirts, all this right-wing stuff, and yeah. there's a photograph of a uh, then-unknown Timothy McVeigh uh, standing behind a card table full of uh, right-wing bumper stickers. He was, really? He was, part, he was part of that crew. Uh, that was, you know, kind of sightseeing there. And then, uh, what, like a year, uh, I guess, was well, it a year or two, a year or two later, you know, he becomes infamous. Was, I mean, was, like, I don't want to say right wing, and I want to confuse right wing and anti government. Some of the anti government sentiment I'm with, but usually anything right wing. Yeah. Like, nah. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, well, that's a quick question, just to derail real quick. And we might get into this, we might not. I've been, uh, Revisiting the topic of uh, doomsday preppers and, and bug out bags and stuff like that. Yeah, Here's a question: Are there any left wing preppers? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I would hope so. Prepping, I would think prepping, so. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a left wing prepper, but it just seems like the majority of that world leans right. I think who gets the most uh, who gets the most light sh- uh, shown on them, shown on them, shined mm-hmm. on them. Put pointed towards show, uh, yeah. Shown is it shown? I think so. Shined sounds a little incorrect. I guess. Yeah, I see where you're going. Um. Yeah, I mean, I fi- I started just on a whim. I mean, it's goddamn Twitter, but followed the uh, what was it? Socialist Rifles Association. Because I follow, as I mentioned, the guy Robert Evans, who does Behind the Bastards with her pal Billy Wayne quite often, and does yes. uh, the it, the It Could Happen Here podcast, which mm-hmm. I recommend to everybody. It will scare you. It yeah, is. I've listened to a few of those episodes. Scarier than any ghost shit we can talk about right now is Robert mm-hmm. Evans. It could happen here podcast. Yeah. It will fuck you up, especially in the midst of all this. Mm-hmm. But he's a totally left-wing dude that's also super Second Amendment. Okay. Um, Wait, I'm, I'm glad those guys are out there. Yeah, but it, uh, prepping is, I don't think, I don't think it's a, I don't think it has to do with the government. I think it has to do with common sense. Like, prepping is just like, forget who or why or what power grid goes down for longer mm-hmm. than a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bipartisan for, issue. For whatever reason. 
you know, solar flares or whatever you want to talk about. Or it is some weird terrorist attack. I mean, and he talks about that, how easy it is to control and be a, be a terrorist. Like, take out water supplies, take out electricity, take out the internet. Like, easy, like things that can be done. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, just say power goes out for a week. Say power goes out for a week and you were supposed to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go to the store now? When we saw what we saw what happened when everything was pretty much fine, how people hoarded shit, yeah, and how supply chain, and also about how uh, the shipping industry. You want to mm-hmm. shut down anywhere? Take out the shipping industry. Like, how do you think the groceries got to the store? Mm-hmm. The farmer's market is the more ideal way to shop, uh, just environmentally because you're not, you know, but the shipping industry. Mm-hmm. So how much all that stuff got, you know, people freaked out, hoarded toilet paper, all this stuff. What, you know, why is it weird to think that like, yeah, I should have some food here. I mean, earthquakes are a threat here, so it's easy to have an earthquake kit. Mm-hmm. Why not just have one anyway, wherever you live? You know what's in an earthquake kit? Food, some maybe some desalination tablets, have mm-hmm. your little crank radio and a flashlight or stuff like that. It's not that much money, and it doesn't hurt to have that anywhere you live. I lived in a floodplain growing up. Our house was where the flood water stopped. We were on just enough mm-hmm. of a hill that where everything flooded. But because it's flooding, they have to shut down parts of the power grid because you can't have electricity running through water that's sitting in the street. That mm-hmm. means every, all the food in everybody's refrigerator is going bad. Why not just knowing that you have that thing there instead of dealing with crowds and the panic at a store? Like, at least we got four days of food here. Exactly. And if, hey, if we well, yeah, use we, it and we didn't need to, then we get another one of these at the end of all this. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, in four days, everything's back up and running. We can go to stores. Think how we had this here. Better to have it, not need it, than need it, not have it. Well, well that's people have, uh, as I've said before, I think some preppers are just looking for an excuse to sit in a garage full of ravioli, too. So <laughs> I think well, like, yeah, oh. we could get into that. We could get into it real quick. I've got a list here, um, and we talked about this uh, early in the Boogie Monster, but uh, n- never a better time than now to revisit that, uh, the concept of having a bug-out bag. And uh, I got a bug-out bag. I think I told you this on the show a few weeks ago. I I purchased what I thought was going to be a pretty rad bug-out bag, and uh, my own fault did not pay attention to the dimensions and this thing is so damn small. You 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 could bug out for about a about five hours with this stupid thing. So now I got to go find another one. Well, it's but, got um, everything to make a everything to make walking Frito pie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. My bug out um, bag's got milk in it. I don't know how this is going to last. <laughs> but I'm looking on uh, UnchartedSupplyCompany.com. They have narrowed uh, it down to 50 items, 50 essential items Ooh, Mike that you es- need. XBMX ex- rider, also stunt performer. Mike Rooftop Escamilla, uh, I think, has done Uncharted, plugs for Uncharted. So I hope it's a decent product because I respect that guy. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. Um, oh, he's affiliated with them. I didn't. I didn't realize that. He's just. He's like always doing adventure shit now. Can't okay. do so much BMX later in life because all your bones are broken. Yeah. So he does more like kind of like <laughs> adventure shit. But he was he was plugging that uncharted those uncharted bags. Yeah. Yeah. They look pretty cool. So I may have to pull the trigger on one of those. I'll definitely check the dimensions uh, before I I hit mm-hmm. uh, confirm. But. Uh, this is a pretty common uh, theory in the world of uh, survivalists and preppers, but uh, the survival rule of three, uh, meaning that um, all right, they got it broken down to air. All right, you can survive for three minutes without air. Shelter, you can survive for three hours without shelter in a harsh environment. And water, you can survive three days without water and food. You can survive three weeks without food so mm. using uh that rule of three and trying to build your bug out bag uh i'll just rattle off um and, and chime in whenever you want but uh i want some, there's 50 of them so i won't spend too much time on each um but this is what uncharted supply company has narrowed down to 50 essentials for your bug out bag and just to uh to uh revisit that concept bug out meaning you're gonna grab your shit and get the hell out of here as opposed to bug in which is you're going to hunker down. You've, you, you know, you've got all your supplies at home. Maybe you have a bunker or a basement or something. You know, when the shit hits the fan, are you going to you're going to hit the road or you're going to stay home? So bug out versus bug in. And this is the bug out essentials. Uh, starting off with uh, pretty obvious stuff: bandages and band aids. All right, you need some sort of uh, uh, first aid kit, some sort of um, some some items that are going to aid you in the. Uh, event that maybe you you know there's an injury or illness so uh sure. bandages and band-aids number one uh, number two a good multi-tool do you have a nice multi-tool a nice leatherman do i <clears throat> yeah i got a i got a leatherman in the whip no mm-hmm. i got a leather i got a leatherman in the house and a leatherman in the garage and i have uh okay a lot, a lot of knives yeah those things uh come in handy uh number three water filtration system gotta have yeah. uh, a way to to access clean water life straw or, oh, I forget mm-hmm. the company who made the pump that I have. Okay. Uh, number four, paracord, uh, essential for bug out bags. You've got to have a good paracord, just kind of an all purpose uh, cord, you know, string cord, something to, um, I know, you I know those, a, those things are so handy. I always thought, like, why would you have paracord? And then I went on a little camping excursion and uh, the sole of my boot fell off. Oh, okay. And I was glad to have paracord to be able to tie it back so it stayed on my foot because I had a five mile hike mm-hmm. ahead of me. Nice. Uh, no, tent. Like, this is that's why pretty... you have this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Tent is pretty obvious. You gotta you gotta have uh, some sort of uh, temporary shelter. So uh, yeah, you know they if, make if you don't have a these... vehicle that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sleeping bag, obviously, some sort of sleeping bag. Uh, sure, sure. Antibacterial wipes. Uh, those are come in handy all all the time. Painkillers wouldn't hurt to have some sort of painkillers in case you uh, have some sort of injury. Hello, you know, weed, bro. Tied you over till you can get to a hospital Hello or something. Gauze pads. Gauze pads are are pretty uh, multi purpose. There, sunscreen. That's a good one that some people overlook. Uh, medical gloves. Uh, medical instrument kit. That's important. A little kit that has little tweezers and scissors uh, they, and maybe yeah, a little scalpel. I think you can scalpel. just say f- a first aid kit. Mm-hmm. But even a first aid kit, uh, a first aid kit by itself may not have the medical instruments. So tweezers, uh, in addition man, to a f- tweezers, dude. Oh, I love tweezers. You got to have some tweezers. Getting, yeah, getting talk cut, about multi-purpose. getting sprayed, getting slivers. 
Mm-hmm. Slivers are Splinters. a bitch if you do not have tweezers. Uh-huh. Swiss a sling? Army knife got you covered on a lot of this shit, by the way. That's BGDs. true, too. Uh, something to fashion a sling out of in case you break a break a bone, break an arm. Okay. Sling that bastard up. Uh, burn gel, in case you come across any burns. Got to have some sort of aloe or burn gel. Um, um, kind of a companion to that would be uh, antibiotic ointment. Got to have that. Got to have some antiseptic wipes. Uh, first aid instructions. I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, in so addition, I guess cool in addition. Are we just all just uh, tourniquet? That's fun. Is, is part of the bug out yeah. bag being a doctor? <laughs> tourniquet, a uh, mini shovel, uh, an axe. Everybody needs a good axe or a hatchet. Uh, duct tape, boy, there you go. Talk about multi-purpose. Get you a nice uh, fat roll of duct tape. Super Ooh, uh, here's a fun antibacterial, and you can uh, close up cuts with it. Ooh, yeah. Crowbar. They recommend having a nice crowbar. Love a good crowbar. It's fun to, to have. Get an axe with pry into stuff. Metal end uh, to it. Folding saw. That could definitely come in handy. A nice folding saw. Oh, ooh, a space blanket. Talk about uh, something you need in, in extreme conditions. Get you one of those space blankets, not unlike the bags that uh, DoorDash and Postmates use to keep mm-hmm. your pizza warm. Uh, love a good space blanket. Uh, air filtration mask. That's very important. Uh, <laughs> right now, those have never been more popular. Is, is I just being, got a new new one in the mail. Is being the strongest person in the world to carry all this shit part of the bug out bag? Well, you get you. They're they're claiming that all this can fit into one of their bigger bug out bags. So yeah, I mean it's it's going to be heavy, but you know a lot of the stuff, you know, space blanket and duct tape and you know. I mean, first but, aid but kit. Not, it's like all right. If you have an axe, do you need a saw? If you have a saw, do you need an axe? It's also a saw. I have a, a a chainsaw, which is literally just the chain from a chainsaw with mm-hmm. two handles on the end that you just wrap around a branch. And I I took it out, with my buddy. Uh, Kevin, who I go bike ride with, is very uh, attentive to trail maintenance. So, if, like a lot of times, you get on a trail, there's a tree falling in front of it. Uh-huh. You got something that's it's about the size of a uh, or the size of your phone. You just take it off, and, and it takes some work, but then we can clear out the trail so nobody hits that log. That instead of a, an entire saw. That's a good is point. A, what, an easy you, thing to have on hand. Like a lot of in this what stuff scenario is a bit would you redundant. need both a saw and an axe? I'm not sure. I mean, an axe, you want to split wood for fire? I understand having an axe, but... Okay. Why yeah. can't that axe cut a brain? Like, what? Hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, are question. they trying to tell you what you need or what you should buy? Those are well, things. that's... Yeah, that, that's that's a good question, too. Um, yeah, all these things are available on our website. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but... Uh, moving along. Uh, Water-carrying solution. Some sort of canteen or... Some sort of jug or, or water bottle or some yeah. some way to carry water. Uh, rations, that's obvious. you got to have some sort of food uh, on you. Fishing kit, I like that. That's something that gets overlooked. I, I would like to get a little bitty fishing kit. Get these little um, the, these fishing rods that break down, you know, and you can fold them up. Um, and, and you can actually fish even without a rod, you know, if you've got uh, some bait and, and some, <clears throat> and some uh, line. Yeah, It'd be good to and, go. And water with fish in it. Don't forget that. Part. <laughs> we live in a desert. Cold weather, cold weather gloves. That's important. 
uh, headgear. They just say headgear. What are they talking about there? Are they talking about, okay, uh, well, like right, as far as clothing, something to keep your head warm, beanie, toboggan, something of that nature, uh, waterproof jacket. That could definitely come in handy. I've seen a lot of videos recently of uh, different companies advertising really lightweight waterproof jackets that are warm and waterproof. I could see that coming in handy if you're out in the elements. I will say take a, take a chunk of money, and when you can, go to REI. Mm-hmm. Everything that REI has is pretty much decent quality versus like a – a big five or something where you're getting the basic shit. <clears throat> REI also has a real good return policy. Mm-hmm. Take it, try it, don't like it, take it back. I think you've got a year. <clears throat> they have all this shit there. And, yeah, it's, it yeah. looks a little bit more expensive. It's because it's all pretty decent stuff. Yeah, what's the point of ha- getting all this shit if uh, mm-hmm. half of it's going to break on you? And it's all in one building, too. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, change of clothes that's important. Have you at least one uh different change of clothes? Uh, a good pocket knife comes in handy. Pepper spray that's always good to have, whether it be uh used against people or animals. You gotta have some pepper spray. Hand warmers, I don't know if they just mean gloves, uh, matches or a fire starter, some sort of fire kit. Uh, we talked about that last time. We we're talking about oh, this God, little that's... things. That you can put in your fire kit, like cotton balls and Vaseline, things of that nature. Dryer lint. Mm-hmm. Dryer lint. Dryer uh, chem lights. I don't know what they mean by chem lights. Some sort of. Uh, uh, yeah. I wonder if that's like glow sticks. Yeah, could be something like that. Uh, flashlights, obvious. Headlamp that could definitely come in handy uh, to have light and also keep your hands free. Uh, maps, any type of uh, maps of the area that you're in or that you're headed to. Always comes in handy uh, in case, you know, your phone, you know, you got to assume in, a, in an event like this that uh, maybe your phone's not going to work and you're not going to have Wi-Fi. So uh, yeah. go back to the old school way of navigation with a map. Uh, compass comes in handy right there with a map. Uh, GPS tracking system in case you do have uh, access to, you know, battery-powered electronics and things of that nature. A GPS tracking system could help. Uh, phone chargers, goggles. A whistle, that's a good one. <clears throat> whistle. I mean, that doesn't take up. Uh, yeah, whistle takes up almost no space. You look up, and that look could, at look at any outdoor backpacks, like my backpacking backpacks that I have. Mm-hmm. The whistle is attached to like the the shoulder strap, so it's right okay. in front of you. Because shit goes down, bat you fall down something right away. Mm-hmm. Whistle is within your mouth's reach. Yeah, and yeah, you can, can make noise in the wilderness here. and attract attention to yourself. A sewing kit, that's something that seems to be overlooked, but a sewing kit, able being able to, you know, fix your pants or maybe well, even this, stitch up a wound. This is, a, is a, how far along are we in the 50 here? Uh, we got we got four more. I'll go ahead and oh, rattle them off. Okay. okay. C- copies of important documents, you know, keep your passport, your, you know, IDs, things sure, like that sure. in your bag because you might need that. You may never be returning home. You don't know. Uh, emergency cash. Always handy. Uh, your prescription drugs, if needed. And then finally, number 50, a small mirror. So you could definitely uh, find ways to use a small mirror. So, yeah, that's that's uh, UnchartedSupplyCompany.com's 50 Essentials for Your Bug Out Bag. Now, I've, seen, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and stuff about prepping and bug out bags. Some people have like 100 
items. And then and then there's other people that are like, hey, you only need these 10. So it's like anything else. What can you fit in your bag? You know, just think about that one bag and just think of a scenario of like, oh, shit, I may be away from my home for weeks or months. What can I cram into this bag that I'm going to need the most? Well, man, you did you ever start watching that show Alone? Yes, yes, we watched that. Yeah, that's the one where they're they're just out in the wilderness by themselves. <clears throat> yeah, that's a yeah. good that's a good reference point. If anybody's like, well, what would it really be like? Catch, watch that one. I think that's a good one, and I also think. Uh, not Bear Grylls, but the other guy. Yeah. Um, who's the other guy? I know who you're talking about. You know, there's like uh, at the time there's the two of them. Yes, Survivor Man is Survivor, Survivor, Survivor Man, Man was a little bit more on point because I think you could tell he was by himself. Uh huh. Where like the Bear Grylls one, like you know, he got busted for like fabricating situations. I don't. They were still eating goat eyeballs and shit, but then they went to sleep in a hotel at the end of the night. I I don't fault them for that. They're making TV. But alone, that's a good one to watch people figure out really how to make, like, make fish traps in a stream. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, not just fishing with a fishing line, but make a fish trap that they will swim into this opening and then get stuck in there. Like, long-term survival stuff is pretty fascinating. Les watch. Stroud, that's a guy's name. Yeah. He's I I think Les Stroud has also uh he's he's got some Bigfoot experiences. I think he's uh really? if not yeah, I, I don't know if he's seen them directly, but he's got a couple stories where he's heard things like real close and he's like, Look, I I, I know what I'm talking about out here in these woods and that, that whoever that was was not a bear or not a dude. You're not trying to throw some juice into his uh, f- uh fading career. I mean, he could be, but you know, if anybody's going to come across something like that, it's, it's dudes like him that are I would out think in the so. woods that often. Well, but. the on alone. I mean, that was that was uh, like t- talking about people that had limited things they could bring in with them. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, they had, only, they could I, only pick a few things. I you know what I'm pissed about th- that I realized I was supposed to do that survival course. Rachel got me that survival course. For Christmas, and it was supposed to be at the beginning of April, and it's all moved because of this. Ah. I mean, I'm still going to go do it eventually, but I was excited about it. I got a lot of those items you were talking about I already have, but I got some more knives. I just mm-hmm. have a lot of knives. So many knives. Yeah. But I, I, I so many knives to, that you warranted a table. I, I did. The table's still there. <laughs> table's still right. It's not so much a knife table anymore as it is just a table table holding up food and candles and shit, you know. On account of living with a lady, not so many <laughs> knives being chucked into it. But maybe I got to revive it. Maybe I got to get her excited about it. Yeah, we're all bored. We drink. We get bored. Let's get some knives whipped <laughs> around the apartment a little more often. Get Rachel excited about knives. Let's say, hey, let's. I'm going to go stand over here behind this wall, and you practice a little by yourself first. I think. Um, how old? Like I always wondered. Like, could I go? Become? Could I become an Eagle Scout now? Oh, like what are the age restrictions? Like I don't even need the title, but give me the training, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when I was in I, when I, I was in high school, to, to become an Eagle Scout, like like that's just other high school you're doing right now. Yeah, 
Like that sounds like so much more work. Like all this shit, kid. Like look at like as a in our forties, looking back at all the extra shit kids did in high school, just mm-hmm. so it would look good, so they would get into college. Yeah, because they wanted to look good then, and then the college ROTC. And then I look back, and I'm like, actually, yeah, that you guys did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I go camping with a couple, like one friend who's like we would go off road. He's like like. Covered with crazy dumb tattoos, and I know him from like the music world and stuff. But then him and his brother are just like we're at camp. They're doing all this shit. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, yeah, we're both Eagle Scouts. I'm like, no shit. It's like, yeah, we we know all this stuff. I'm like, I was so jealous. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you guys look so like scumbags. Did, were you not into Boy Scouts or anything as a kid? I was. Uh, I was in Cub Scouts. I didn't even make Weebelos. Uh-huh. I don't think. I, I quit everything. Everything I tried, every organization I was a part of, I quit. Hmm. Ba- band, I never, I never, I ended high school being affiliated with nothing. Yeah, I was in band. I, I, I think I had violin for two years. Didn't like it. Took up saxophone. You played Made violin it. in the band. I played violin like in grade school. You know, when like, like the first when the first time music lessons come around. Yeah. I was like, maybe I guess if I like I'm like, I'll try this. And I tried it and it was just I didn't like it. And then so I went to saxophone. Saxophone's cool. And I didn't mm-hmm. even make it through junior high. I think I quit seventh grade, which is a mistake, because if you weren't in band, you got put in shop class. Like that was like the elective class. If you were in band, you were mm-hmm. in band. But if you weren't in band, you just got put in this one part of the junior high. Like I think I went to junior high school in a prison. Hmm. Indian Trail Junior High School in Addison, Illinois was shaped like a correctional facility. Really? There was part like there was a part. I was talking about this with my friends. There's a part of the cafeteria that was like like a big wide open common area that served as a cafeteria, but there's also lockers in it. But if you had one of the lockers in that area, it would be like a part of a cell block where, you know, the guards don't check. <laughs> and if like, you had a friend like, Oh, like you, they got their locker assignment. They're like, Oh, I'm in the, this common area. Like you're dead, dude. Cause it was just dark <laughs> and no teachers ever came down there. And yeah. the bully, the bullies knew that. And it even just, it just created bullies. Cause like, you're just in junior high, so you're inherently an asshole already. You're like, yeah. oh, I got puberty before you did. I guess I'll beat you up now. And I never had a <laughs> locker. I never had a locker in there. But the people that did, they they're fucking traumatized to this day. But so shop oh, class. Man. So I quit saxophone seventh grade. So eighth grade, I was just in shop class, and it was full fucking psychos. Hmm. This dude Jose put his head. Not just through like a window that you see in a house, like when the side of a school has windows that are six feet wide and nine yeah. feet tall. He put uh-huh. his head through that window and no the way. top of it fell and just cut his forehead off. Jesus. And I was in shop class with that fucking uh, uh, gargoyle. Why, why did he do that? Because he was crazy. Huh. And it was him. And I was like, all right with him. We're just being like gym class or whatever. There's no reason for being enemy. Eighth grade, he just decided, you know what? 
I don't like you. So, to, and I, I'm little now. I was even littler then. So another dude named Jeremy, who was like, remember the first metalhead you met? Like, how do you know all this? Like, how are you this hardcore yeah. in eighth yep. grade? I used to think that exact thing. Like, where are you getting this access to these bands? Yeah. This kid was like deep into just, <clears throat> I mean, this is probably 1990, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just like the first dude to start wearing Metallica t-shirts. Like, that's a scary, that t-shirt scares me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like you didn't know about it. Like, that's a guy just being electrocuted? What? That's on a shirt? And your mom let you go to school like that? And like, I remember going down there and one day like him and Jose were just like, let's see who can break. They both had history books that they had no use for. They weren't going to learn anything. <laughs> So they decided to see who could break the binding on it first by smashing themselves in the head with it. So oh, I walked boy. into shop class after I'm like, man, glad I got out of band. That was full of nerds. And watched a metalhead and this future inmate just go three, two, one, go. And they took their thick history books and s- just started smashing themselves in the head with it. Oh, wow. To see who could break the binding on it first. Huh. I, was like, I was like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. I've made a huge mistake being down here. Anyway, Jeremy defended me against Jose. They had some weird dance where Jose's like, I think I'm going to kill you today. I'm like, oh, I don't want to die. And Jeremy's like, he's not going to die today. I'm like, How, what fucking theater <laughs> is playing out here? <laughs> what did I get tied and, up in? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Why. Oh, yeah. That's a story about how I never followed through with anything. I was in I was in the Tiger Cubs, which is the precursor to boy or Cub Scouts uh-huh. when yeah. you're in like kindergarten or first grade. And I yep. shook I shook Ronald Reagan's hand at the really? Republican uh, convention that was held at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. So that must have been 1980. I want to say 1984. When was Reagan our president? He was 80 and 84. So it was 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my dad hated it. My dad was the you know, diehard Democrat, but that was our like a little tiger cub outing was to go to the Republican National Convention. And out of a stadium full of people, they picked our six dirty asses to go on stage and have <laughs> little American flags to oh. Ron, and, Ron and Nancy and, and George and Barbara. That's so I was adorable. on stage at the at the now called the Allstate Center or some shit. Wow. Uh, How about that? Never followed through. Never made it to Weebelos. Young Republican Calcanane. Yep. Shaking. There's a picture in the newspaper somewhere. <laughs> picture of the Daily Herald of me. Me and old Ronnie R. Ronald Reagan. Uh, in the midst of making sure black people couldn't hold guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I guess that tequila got to me because I really went off. Started this episode yelling, ending it rambling. Sorry, man. Hey, that's that's what we do here, buddy. Dave, what special treat would you put in your bug out bag? Special treat? Yeah. Oh man. Um, Hostess ding dong. Probably, probably a really nice piece of uh, cured meat, like a, a really good pepperoni stick. That'd be nice. A good pepperoni stick. Something that could uh, withstand the elements. 
I would, yeah, yeah, I would do like good, good sour gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Okay. That you just hold on to forever because, like, once I eat yeah. these, I'm either going to eat these because I got, I survived, or I'm going to eat these because I'm about to die and I want this to be the last taste in my mouth. That's how I eat meals already. Dude, that's the story of my life. Eat every meal as if it's your last. Do you, do you eat your favorite flavor first in a meal or your favorite flavor last? It's a trick question. They're they're all my favorite flavors, but they're not going to be. I, I love I love it all. I'm um, going to give you. I'm going to give you a plate of Dave. I'm going to give you right now. I'm going to give you a plate. Uh huh. Of your favorite ham that you've just recently discovered. Okay. Let's say cream spinach. So it's still okay. good, but it's spinach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going uh, to answer you, your question. I, I like to build up. I, okay. I, I go from least favorite to favorite. <laughs> I like how you just cut me up. Hey, I know where you're going with this. Go, oh, so you eat your favorite flavor last. Same here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want it to get cold because temperature affects flavor. Mm-hmm. But I want to end with like, man, that was great. Yeah, it's like fat tantric. You know? <laughs> Build up to it. Makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> Fat tantric eating with Dave Stone's story. <laughs> just take a bite. Don't eat God. it all. Don't swallow. God damn. Just the concept of tantric tongue. eating is what I want to revisit every episode right now. <laughs> I want to sit there and be like, hey, what did you enjoy tantrically? And tell it to me slow. Uh-huh. Talk, talk to me the way you ate it. Like, well, I used a fork on the cream spinach because if you use a spoon, you just get a big old mouthful and it's not fun. But a fork just gives you little nibbles and nibbles and makes yeah. it last longer. Yeah, that control the stuff. distribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't just plunge it in. You kissed her neck for a little while. <laughs> I feel like tantric eating Ugh. is already a real thing somewhere. I feel like we, we, I think we're just discovering something that exists already. Or mm-hmm. people do, but don't have a term for it. And yeah. here we are, May 11th, 2020. <laughs> it's coined. Dave Stone got it. Tantric eating. There you go. There you go. Well, I think we should wrap up on that. We got a comic of the week this week? Uh, I, I'm going to throw it over to my, my, my pal, Nate Craig. He got a special nice. called Preferred Customer. He's trying to take down the system from uh, the inside uh-huh. or somewhere. Uh, but no, he's got a, the actual, the album came out. He's got an actual special that's coming out on all things comedy and will be on, I think, Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, and Nate's, you, I, I've always wanted to hate him because he's just a fucking handsome, confident dude. Like, he's an alpha male, and then he you looks, meet him, and yeah. you're like, this, oh, this guy's on our side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this if you didn't know him, you'd think he was just a handsome douchebag, but he's not. You'd think he was a jagoff, but he's just a fun, silly putz who loves hanging out and being a jerk with mm-hmm. his friends. He's great. He's got a new album that is great, and it's now a special on all things comedy called Preferred Customers. So Nate Craig, comic of the week. That's what I'm giving it to. Yeah. Yeah, I like Nate. Good dude. Hilarious comic. So uh, is that out yet? You think it's it's not quite out yet, but it's it's oh, coming on Amazon Prime. Um, you get a bounce? Yeah, I forgot. I got, got fam- f- I got family Zoom. <laughs> got family Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, I got family right, Zoom. I got, I got, I got, I got to sit there while my mom uh, still tries to figure out how Zoom works. Now, seven Speaking weeks of which, in, seven weeks into it. Uh, Deb, have a good Mother's Day. 
I think so. We got we got food delivery. I usually get flowers, and I do a silly thing with the card that's more to like freak out the people at the florist who have to write the card. Like I, I, uh-huh. I usually like I'll write it like it's a hostage note. Yeah. Like I'll send flowers, but it'll be like make sure to bring the money to the docks by five thirty, or the kid gets it. Like, and I'll just have them. I'll make them write that on the note. That's funny. But uh, I thought I thought all floral shops would be down for the count with this. And then they weren't. They were open, but I didn't realize that until late Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we got them. We delivered. We got them some my mom's favorite uh, Italian place. We got them some dinner from there. Oh, that's nice. How'd your that's, mom do? That's a good gift. She's good. Yeah, I got her uh, just some flowers. I just, you know, I, I, she's got everything she needs. So why not just have a... Uh, a sentimental gesture and just get her some some old school flowers. I just want to so know had those delivered. Yeah, yeah, but she's doing good. She had a good day uh, with my brother and sister in law, and they had a nice little meal. And my aunt, my aunt lives up there now uh, with them. So, uh, oh really? Yeah. So my mom, uh, I mean, <laughs> she does nothing but complain about her. But uh, in reality, I, I know she likes having her sister nearby. So yeah, uh, aunt and mom and brother and sister in law, everybody just uh, hung out yesterday and had a nice little Mother's Day. But yeah, all everything's well on the family end. Well, that's good, man. That's good. Well, good times, yeah. buddy. Um, uh, plug, uh, yeah, hey girl. That's Fridays. Oh yeah, I got my stuff. Honestly, if anybody's looking at the social media, don't yeah. look at Twitter for too long. I'm going yeah. to extract myself from that. <laughs> or I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to have somebody else in my life change the password so that way yeah, i can just be like go. i need this promotional thing put up but i can't interact with anybody mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the, a, just it just riles me up and it's no good for me you need parental safety locks on your social media accounts do man i need drunken kyle safety locks right on buddy um, I'll, I'll plug my cookbooks real quick dave stone's uh, kitchen survival guides volumes one two and three uh still available at dumbdavestone.com uh, one issue or one volume for 10, two for 16, all three for 20. Offer still stands. If you're uh, hurting financially due to all this nonsense, holler at me and I will hook you up for free. No big deal. And a uh, huge shout out to everybody who's donated money to that cause. I still am getting uh, donations from people who have already bought the cookbooks but want to uh, help uh, subsidize uh, the income I may or may not have lost from giving away for free. Uh, again, they're just e cookbooks. It's a PDF file, it's an email. What do I care? Uh, I'll be glad to send that to you for free if you need it. So just holler at your boy. Yeah, girl. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll holler at you next week. You uh, you kind of stay out of trouble, keep your spirits high, and uh, we'll that's meet good again. Advi- that's good for everybody. That's good advice for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. You're all right. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. The Boogie Monster.
Network.